listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley. <laughs> this is going to be so good. And Fred Slow. The cream The cream of the crop. 95.9 FM, 610 The Sports Animal. And talkabq.com. Turn it up. Turn it up. It's Tuesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. Fred, what does that mean? The boys are here. Ah, oh, that's what it means. The boys at ABQ Central. All oh, the, the phone, phone lines are ringing already. Maybe we're getting early reporting on election results for the stadium. Is it TK himself calling in? It might be Manny. Old Timmy Keller. Yeah, old TK, Tim Keller. How's old Eddie Aragon doing out there? I'm assuming third place. It's just a... If Eddie can take the silver... Regardless of who wins, I'll be wildly impressed. He was first on my ballot. I think that gets you, like, historically more voters than usual. I wrote in Marty Chavez. That Okay, I see what you're doing there. I was super surprised to learn that Marty Chavez wasn't the mayor anymore. So... Whenever you make radio, what you do is you have two hosts in one room and a producer in another room. Correct. And I can't hear Michael Vitale in the producing right now. Oh, no. I know he's trying to tell me who's on the phone, but I can't hear him. So I'm going to go to the phone line, unbeknownst to me, on who it is. So I cannot introduce this friend of the show because I could not hear Michael Vitale. But someone is joining us on the Quan's Auto Care Just hotline. make sure he's not yelling, don't answer this. Yes. Is he saying to answer it? Is that what it is? Okay. So, He's saying, don't bring in this caller, but welcome, friend of the show, to the Quan's Auto Care Hotline. Welcome to the program. That that seems like a dangerous thing to do live on the air. Fred yeah, Van. really. Okay, so it's David Carl. Right away, I could tell. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> From the New Mexico hey. United calling the program, too. I guess you, you have early reporting on the bond issue, David Carl of the New Mexico United. How's do it going? I? I don't know. I'm assuming. <laughs> We're, uh, you know, it's 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 underway, and you know we're encouraging everybody to get out there and and cast your ballot. You still got a couple of hours. Polls close at seven o'clock, and then one of the most important things that people often forget is if you are in line at seven o'clock, you are legal. They are legally required to let you vote. They can't kick you out or anything like that. Um, so if you're in line by seven p.m., you can cast your ballot. Hey, and by the way, New Mexico same day registration. Yeah, you can do it right there. You can say, but Van, I'm not registered to vote, Mr. Nunley. And I'll tell you, you can just go down there, register on the spot, and vote on the spot. We have one of the policies in the country on that. Yeah, just go, you know, show that you're a New Mexico resident. You can register to vote on the same day and cast your ballot. It's the way to do it. Also, shout out to Manzano Elementary School, which I visited earlier today when I cast my multiple votes on multiple things. Yeah. And I was very excited about that. So, Fred, well, you cannot come back with a mustache. Oh, that's that's what I said. I said that's a Groucho Marx nose. We know this trick. I said, is there what's the Reynolds rule? Can I go full Bert or do I have to go like partial? So the United made a valiant effort to kind of reach out to the community, David Carl, and talk to people about the bond issue. We had Brianna Wilson on yesterday on the program, who you know is a reporter over at KOB, and she's been covering the bond issue uh, heavily for KOB. We kind of talked about both sides and all the things that were very exciting and some of the things that were very factual. Uh, What kind of feedback have you guys got from the individuals that the United and the city have reached out to about, about awareness on the bond? Yeah, I think awareness is high, right? I think people know a lot about the issue. Um, 
regardless of how they feel about it one way or the other. I think the awareness is, is really, really there. And, you know, if you if you ever get into campaigning, first of all, I don't recommend it. It's not very fun. Uh, but second of all, um, you know that at some point in that campaign process, you switch over from kind of an, you know, education. We're trying to make sure everybody gets all the information. And at some point, you switch over to get out the vote. You know, make sure you get your people there. Make sure you get people out there to vote. And obviously, it's election day today, so we're trying to get out the vote as much as possible. And um, like I said, I think the awareness is there. I think people are, are largely informed on the issue and, and hopefully get out there and cast their vote. And we hope in favor. Where'd you vote at today? I voted early, actually. Oh, okay. um, over, I live on the west side. So I voted at the location over there on Coors right next to Electric Playhouse. I'm a big fan of the sticker. That's why I'm like a game day guy. I was about to bring Love that up. Yeah, I voted sticker. Yeah. I know we're, we're not live on television right now, no. David. But if we were, you would see that Fred is wearing a New Mexico United shirt with an I voted sticker right next to it. Well, so. Fred and I are, uh, are friends on Facebook. So I did see the photo he posted of that. Uh, making a ridiculous face looking down at that sticker. Yes. Uh, so, yes, uh, thank you for exercising your democratic right, the, Mr. Mr. Nunley and Mr. Slow. I, I also went and voted today, and as per the usual, I wanted a sticker, and they told me, grow up, you're not a child, you don't need to be reward, rewarded for voting. Oh, I also got a candy, so that's different. We have uh, very different experiences. No, I'm kidding. They gave it, me a sucker. <laughs> They're out of stickers, though. When, uh, <laughs> so the polls closed, you said, Dave, at 6 um, but obviously, seven, if you, seven o'clock. Or, sorry, seven. And then if you're in line at seven, you can still vote. That's the law. That's right. So your vote's going that to count. That is the law. And then the earliest of reporting, the earliest results will start to roll in. How quickly after that? Yeah, I think usually from, from my experience, you start to see just some early returns, you know, not that long after, maybe like 730. Yeah. Um, but you're you're not going to really see the full stuff until a couple hours later. It would be the most likely result. You know, if it's if it's really one-sided one way or the other, you might have a result kind of earlier in the evening. But if it's close, it, it may take a few hours after that. That's probably where we will end up being with the bond issue then. Check it out on the mm-hmm. 10 o'clock news. I know Hollow Spirits is doing a watch party tonight for some of the curse fans of the results. Uh, do you intend on being down there, or is that kind of just like an organic thing the fan base put together? No, actually, that's just kind of a quiet thing that some of our volunteers are going oh, to. Okay. Uh, yeah, not necessarily. Ta- I take the, it back. Uh, I didn't say anything. I take <laughs> it back. <laughs> yeah, we're just we're not necessarily trying to make it a big thing there. Um, like I said, just hoping to have a couple volunteers there just as a way to say thank you. I doubt they're going to be quiet, though. You use the word quiet. They're going to be yelling at their television for hours. The curse not known for being overly quiet. That's not their I've never experienced a curse event that was not, let's just say, boisterous. Uh, This past weekend was kind of the end of the run for the United this season. Mixed emotions for you, I'm sure, as as the world of excitement you had of actually being home and actually playing in front of the fan base that is so passionate for you. Um, Versus kind of like the heartbreaking loss of, of the last game being well, I guess you go out on a win, but, you know, being the last one. So, yeah, how, how, how did this one wrap up for you guys in the front office? How did it wrap up for the team? Yeah, I think, I think mixed emotions is a good way to describe it. Uh, but kind of the, the overriding emotion for me anyway is just gratitude. Um, you know, we, like you said, 2020 was so weird uh, in a lot of ways for a lot of people. But, you know, specifically for, for United, obviously we didn't play a single match in the state of New Mexico. We're the only team in America that, that did that. Um, we played every single match on the road, every single match out of our home state. So, you know, at the beginning of this season, our, you know, we, we were so excited to be able to play at home again, but we didn't know, are we going to be able to have any fans at all? You know, we were going into the season thinking we would have no fans. 
And then that got upgraded to maybe we can have 1,500 fans, and that's great. And, you know, we end up at the end of the season, our last game of the season, with a sellout crowd. And, gosh, I've got so much gratitude to, to our community, to our fans, to New Mexicans who just, you know, they, they love this team and they love this community and they want to support. Um, and, again, when things were so uncertain last year, to have the season we had, you know, it didn't end up the way we wanted to on the field, and that's okay. But, you know, the community, the players, the coaches, the front office, fans everybody just put so much into this and just said yes and I've, I've got so much gratitude because of that it just occurred to me that new mexico united super fan and isotopes park stalwart sombrero man yes. just turned 18 is this his first My election first election is this his first election today <laughs> uh i i would imagine this is his first time casting a ballot uh, and what a, what a good one to do it for. I, I think I know how he's going to vote on the stadium bond issue. I don't want to speak for him. Sure. Uh, but I, I think I know how he'll vote. Um, and uh, speaking of Sombrero Man, I don't know if you guys noticed at the game the other night, he uh, he declared uh, where he's going to spend his college years. Did you guys see that? I did. Let's go Lobos. There you go. Everyone's a Lobo, Let's including Sombrero Man. Lobos. That is no, that's a world. He's he's a fun state. That's the thing about super fans, right? That's why people get so excited about like fanatics. That's why they get so excited about fandom because you got those guys that can stand out a little a particular. I I identify as a super fan to David Carl. Same. You poor poor souls. I I apologize. <laughs> there are no perks with that. Just ridicule. Dave, I will be following up with you after the program in the seven o'clock hour to see if you know more things than I know, uh, and then obviously I will give that on the program tomorrow. Thank you, David Carl, so much for reaching out and kind of talking to us about what's going on. Any final words? And I appreciate you guys taking the time, and like I said, make sure you get out there and vote if you haven't yet. You've got until seven p.m., and if you are in line at seven p.m., even if it passes seven p.m. while you're in line, you you are legally they're legally required to let you vote. So don't get out of line. Stay there, cast your ballot, and uh, make sure your voice is heard. Uh, uh, stay in your lane, David Carl. So. <laughs> I never do. There we go. Good dude. Appreciate you, David. Look, election day, every single election day, yes, should be a holiday. I will go down this path with you. I agree. 100%. And if you have to take one away, there's some half-ass holidays out there that should be replaced by election day. All right, so today's varsity is the varsity... Varsity of half-ass of, holidays? Yeah, half-assery holidays. Okay. I'm in on that. So that's today's varsity of... And we're talking like observed holidays or like strawberry shortcake day in Missouri or whatever, something dumb like that. I mean, you tell me. All I mean, right. That's what the varsity's for. Sorry, people. All right. Well, <laughs> why don't you do that? I don't think we got to because David Carl connected us on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline, but I am Fred Slow. You are Van Nunley. The person who brings you this program every single time we produce this program is one, Michael Vital. Michael, how are you? Good. How are you? I voted, but uh, that thing it fell off my shirt. So, <laughs> what's well, called a sticker? Called sticker. sticker yeah, yeah, they gave me. In fact, well, they gave me two, and I put them on. But uh, I have an Under Armour shirt and stick. Well, here's the thing. They stick. they must have gave you my sticker. Well, because I didn't get a sticker. You have to peel it off of the paper first, Michael. I'm not trying to tell you. Uh, you and I didn't. I was mm. walking. That could be the issue with me because I had a jacket on too. You're, well, and you're a two strapper too. I see you with that backpack. So I mean, yes. it would make sense if you had it in the upper brush dual yes, area. I think you're right. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the John Lopez Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee.
We're playing it with I-9 Sports. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. World Series Baseball tonight. It's the end of the Major League Baseball season this evening. It's all over after this one. There's no more baseball. Wrong. After the conclusion of this <laughs> baseball game that's played tonight yeah, in wrong. Houston. Wrong. Tough break for the Atlanta Braves as they cannot win the World Series at home. They will have to win it tonight on the road, even though the Braves decided to be the Braves last game, uh, allowing the Astros to rally for a 9-5 win after that uh, uh, Robert Duvall Jr., Adam Duvall, hit a grand slammer boy. He was uh, he was pretending like he was at Denny's and hit a hot grand slammy over Miami, and then the game should have been over at that point. But Houston, uh, we have a problem except for coming back from a four-rip deficit in the first to win 9-5. That's how cocky the Astros are right now. That's how they know they're going to win three games in a row is they just spotted the Braves four runs and said, okay, now let's play. That's actually very spot on. To yeah, what that's what happened because that's what happened. They said, uh, not only can we hit uh, one of your pitchers, the Atlanta Braves, we can hit your whole bullpen of pitchers. And the Atlanta Braves said, yeah, we'll just put everyone up there to give up some runs. That's fine. We don't mind. What are they doing? I wonder how many times this year the Astros have won three games in a row. I think it's like 30. I can't tell you the last time the Atlanta Braves have held a four-run lead in a World Series game. <laughs> like, just, two days ago just whizzed it away it was two days ago that's what happened this Braves team which by the way is not favored tonight like no no they're not favored <laughs> in the next two games they will be underdogs the last two games even though they're leading the series the bullpen's taxed out it's not running on fumes the bullpen's running on fumes Max Freed has been getting shelled his last two outings it is not looking good for the Bravos. There is nothing better in sports than Game 7. Yeah. In any sport. And I love that like Atlanta just got a little taste of it before the Astros just go home and win their third game in a row, the second and third game in a row at home. It's going to make it that much sweeter for the kids, you know? Where's Game 7 in Houston? What? what? Yes. <laughs> Here's what I'm saying. See, game six should be in Atlanta because I'm a fan of the 2-2-1-1-1 series. Same. I think that's a little more fair, but last two will be in Houston. So congratulations, your 2021 World Series champions, Houston Astros. Just got to basically just show up, you know? Don't even got to try that hard. <laughs> it don't even matter? Nah, they'll just, they're just going to win for sure now. Bullpen game tonight, right, for the Braves? Now Max Freed. I mean, what's he going to What's he going to go four innings? Max Max Freed versus Luis Garcia, who both got shelled their last time out. That's what I'm saying. But both have success throughout the year on and off. Max Max Freed will not see a single batter for a third time. I will tell you that. I guarantee you that. Yeah. I don't think he gets out of the second inning. Because of all the runs that all Alex the runs is scoring. Yeah. Correa and Bregman are finally warmed up. Jordan Alvarez is. I think he's done being average. Here's how I know you're a Houston fan because you're like Garcia in short rest. He's the man. No, he's not. I did not say that. Yeah, out loud that's, whatsoever. In your, that's in your voice. I can nope. Hear. We're gonna put this kid out there. Who just gets beat up so so super bad all the time. Oh, the guy that threw a eight inning two hitter the last time he pitched in a game six. That guy. Huh. That's weird. Well, no one knows that stat. Like no one knows that stat. Who? The Boston Red Sox know that stat. Oh, that's a good one. Every hitter on the Boston Red Sox remember that stat for the rest of their life. 
The problem with your Houston Astros is they don't have timely hitting. They just have hitting all the time. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they'll put runners on and they'll just hang out there. Or sometimes they'll hit everyone in for an hour. Like, they don't care. This Atlanta Braves team, which, by the way, folded as bad as any team has ever folded after going up four rip. After going up four rip. You got to step on their throat and crush you them. You have to. It's the Astros. I joke about that hit for an hour thing. You hit for an hour. You're at home. Just go. Keep go swing. Just go. And they were like, "No, we got four runs. It should be over, right?" No. It's not like they didn't do it in the seventh or eighth inning. They had the rest of the game. They had the whole game. The game. Yeah. And Four Houston minutes. wasn't even phased. Like, nah, we'll just score nine. It was come back now. We'll average one an inning. And that's the goal, right? Score every inning. That's what you know you want to do, right? Yeah. Just go out there. They kind of hit their goals last game. Let's yeah. see if they do it again. They really, Atlanta was like, look at that crooked number. And then Houston says, well, we got guys, we got like eight more innings. We score every inning. It should be fine. Yeah. And usually a baseball team would be phased by getting a grand slam hit on them. Usually that's a momentum killer, but the Astros are like, we do this all the time. We give up so many grand slams. Like, this is nothing. Whoever has the lead in, like, the fifth, that's who's going to win this one. The fifth? Yeah, that's how I feel. Well, both bullpens are pretty depleted, so I don't think they're firing on all cylinders. You think? Oh, so you think it could be, like, a – because I haven't feel – I haven't I – think, I think tonight's going to be, like, another 9-7 to seven game. So like a game, lot of runs. Game four had a rally. But the rest of them, it's kind of been in control, right? Like after, I guess, the fifth. Like, really. Yeah. There hasn't been any late-inning heroics. No. Early-inning heroics. Kyle Tucker is going to end up being the guy tonight. I can just feel it. You feel it? I'm just calling that. Similar to my Solaire thing the other day. You like him because he doesn't wear gloves, right? He, It's very John Mabry of him. Mm-hmm. And I'm often like, what would John Mabry do? And people are like, who's John Mabry? And then I get to go and explain. And like, grab a handful of dirt, let me tell you. Yeah, gather around. <laughs> gather around my gloveless dirt pile. <laughs> Let's scuff up them palms. The best player for the Atlanta Braves is the catcher, and that doesn't even make sense to me. He's getting some timely hits. Yeah. And his only hits are his timely hits. He's like Yeah. He's like three for thirty with four grand slams. So he has an extra grand <laughs> slam. How did you get one more grand slam than a hit? I don't know. Yeah, don't even worry about I don't it. I'm the only one is doing it. Yeah. It's historic, whatever. It's, it's never been done before. The game is at 6 o'clock tonight. The game is on Fox. Obviously, the greatest voice in the history of all baseball, Joe Buck, will be calling that. You miss Tim McCarver? Daily? Well, what's more than daily? Hourly? Hourly. Hourly. You think about him hourly? I think of him. Are you know how like, you. Like Taylor Dane style? You know how you put Henry Tafoya on like a pedestal? And you, that reference Vital is a good one. Yes, yeah, I did. Thank you. Um, you know how you put Henry Tafoya on a pedestal when you like consider him your pseudo-grandfather? Correct. Similar to me, I do with Tim McCarver. Okay. Yeah. So if you could like the grandpa draft, yeah. I'm, taking, I'm taking radio legend Henry Tafoya yes. with my first pick Correct. in the grandpa draft. You're taking Tim McCarver yeah. as your first pick. Because I want to hear stories. Okay. Tim McCarver just tells stories. And they're all from, like, the 60s. And you're like, yes, please tell me more about Bob Gibson. Tell me about catching perfect games. Joe Buck's like, Smith bends in the curveball for strike two. 
The thing Tim that- McCarver was like, I remember one day I had two strikes. It was a beautiful, sunny spring day. <laughs> Miles Davis was on the record player, and the frogs were croaking. In my day, strikes were handled by the Pinkerton boys. They'd come right in there and bust those things up. And the thing with Tim McCarver and Joe Buck is Tim McCarver is such good friends with Jack Buck that it's like it's like Joe Buck is still hanging out with his dad. Speaking of grandfathers, he got grandfathered in. Yes. Yeah. Starting lineup for night, uh, Rosario leading off, Soler second. Freeman, Riley is hitting in the cleanup, Duvall, Peterson. That All right, so the Ozzy Albies kid is better than I thought. Oh, you had no idea? I Well, I knew, but I didn't get it. If the the spotlight that the World Series has put on him is gonna get is giving him a national opportunity that I think he was being overlooked. Yeah, you little switch hitting Altuve. Yeah, he got thirty bombs, hundred runs, hundred ribbies. Hit like what did he hit? Like two sixty. The catcher from the Mets, which now plays for the Braves, will bat number eight, and then Don, uh, Dansby Swanson will hit from the shortstop. I'll tell you what, it's if you're impressed by Albies, you're gonna have to see him step up. Because Freddie Freeman ain't seeing a strike. Yeah, no kidding. They're not going to throw him a strike for two more days. So that's Austin Riley batting in the cleanup, though. So Austin Riley has got to protect Freddie Freeman. Right. Freddie Freeman's not going to see a strike. No. But he's going to be on base. He could have eight walks. Yeah. Okay, that, that'll be a prop bet. So from from Rosario to Riley, you're – like, from Rosario to Duvall, really Jock Peterson even as well. The whole lineup is dangerous. Everyone in the lineup can hit. Now, is it the Houston Astros lineup? It's not. No, no. No one is. But I'm just saying, you don't look at that one and be like, okay, okay, we got an opportunity here. Swanson, I guess. But, I mean, we're talking about a nine-hitter. And he's good for a nine-hitter. Yeah, it's not double lead off Tony LaRusso style, but, yeah, he's good for yeah. a nine-hitter. Altuve, Brantley, Correa, Alvarez, Guriel, Tucker, Bregman, Siri, who I don't like as much as you do. I like him a lot. I don't. And he's, a, he's a rookie. Maldonado behind the plate. Maldonado catches a good game. Offensively speaking, he's a huge liability. He's terrible. He's gotten some clutch hits this series, but he's still like just a black hole at the end of that lineup. I think it was very ballsy, and I'm glad Dusty Baker did it with Bregman struggling, dropping him down to what would be the fourth right-handed slot in the seven hole. I thought that was really smart in moving all the other right-handers up, moving Correa to third, Gurriel to fifth, and dropping Bregman to seventh. Takes the pressure off of him. You know Bregman's going to see more pitches from the seven hole. He's able to do some more damage, knock some more people in. So instead of Bregman being in the three hole, he's in the seven hole, cleaning stuff up instead of starting rallies. I think that's smart. I I know how the Braves can win this one. Like, I know the formula. Okay. I know how the Astros are going to win this one. And it's the exact opposite of the Braves formula. So if the Braves are able to get out with Freed and get through the lineup quickly every time. So I'm talking like if if you're able to one, two, three, like any of the first four innings. So like the first, second, third, and if you and if the Braves can one, two, three, two of them, the Braves are going to be in a good way. Because that's going to allow Freed to go five, maybe six. Now, if the Braves come up and they put multiple runners on early, first, second, third, fourth innings, the Braves are done because they don't have anything behind Freed that can that can last long enough. And yeah, your bullpen's running on fumes. Yeah, all your inning eaters are hurt. 
So it's freed in the bullpen. So if, if you're the Braves, get pitch counts up, sit on everything, hopefully get walked, but not hopefully, like strategically. Yeah. And every chance you get, like, like swing in the way that got you to Major League Baseball. Now, but again, if Freed can, if he can be through 11 hitters in three innings, okay. Now the Braves got an opportunity. Well, you want him to go five. You want him to go six. Five you're happy with. Six you're like, oh, wow, this is the start of the year for you, buddy. And if it's six and a third or six and two-thirds, because we're talking DH stuff and you can kind of, you don't necessarily have to come out like that because we're playing in the American League where it's kind of like baseball. And look, I know the general retort is they had a day off yesterday. The bullpen had a, a day off. That doesn't matter when you're this far into the season. You play 162 regular season games. You're at game six of the World Series. You've had two bullpen days back-to-back. Like, you're, every arm is dead. Every arm is sore. Just because you've been throwing since February? Yes, exactly that. You know what gets me about the Astros team is that when the degree of difficulty gets worse for them, they, they like it. They've already beaten Freed once, so they that's, play in, that's in his head. It's just that's what's weird about this team. Yeah, they're great in elimination games. They're great when their back's up against the wall. I mean, the only one they lost was the, the 2019 World Series. Let's grab a break. More World Series baseball talk when we get back. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the John Lopez Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Anytime that you go out there and you, you don't uh, perform the way that you want and you, know, you don't win. You want to go back out there and redeem yourself. So I'm ready to go out there and leave it out all on the field. Probably going to be my last outing of the year. So, you know, there's nothing to hold back. Is that Freed? What Garcia say? He say anything? I've been feeling since the position started. Like, when it started, I was kind of nervous, but now I, I have. Uh, confidence on myself and what I can do and just want to try to make out and, and, and I don't know, like, do my best. Well, okay. Oh, yeah. So cute okay. and sweet cool. and humble. I'm not the biggest fan of, uh, he's only 24. Venezuelan, only 24. Well, welcome to the game. Crazy. The Astros are like the Ric Flair of the world. What? They love being down and dirty, and they like this. I think they really are motivated. I think that's why they're going to win this series, because they want to show people they want to get rid of that stench of 2019 or 2018. 2017. Flair yeah. would tell you how he's going to beat you up, and he tell you how good he was going to look doing it, and then you go and do it. You're describing Carlos Correa right now is what you're doing. Yeah, but Vitale's talking about Garcia. He's like, we're just going to try real hard. No, no, no. I've seen that. I'm, that's the Astros, what how I think of them, what I could use as an analogy. Carlos Correa is not a Houston Astro when it's all said and done. When his career is over, he's not going to be remembered as a Houston Astro. Carlos Correa? He's going to be remembered as a New York, New York Yankee. Yankee. Yeah. We'll, he, see, we'll see if he signs. He's not the guy who replaced Jeter, and that's why he's going to do so well. If the Yankees, he's got a buffer in between. That's him. what I'm saying. Yeah. So when he shows up to play short in New York – it's not the we miss Jeter. It's the we're excited to have Correa. Because who do they have now? Brendan Ryan? I really don't know. Glaber Torres. 
There you go. He's going to make an excellent platooning third baseman. He just fell off, Glaber Torres. But anyways, he ain't in the series. If you haven't seen Luis Garcia pitch, you're just a casual baseball fan. Watch Luis Garcia pitch because, number one, he's very good. Number two, he's got the funnest windup. He takes, like, two extra steps more than anyone. He has, like, the double, like, foot rock back and forth. Check him out tonight if you don't know what he looks like. It is weird. It's like, a, it's like he's two-stepping while he's up there. He puts his hands on his hips. <laughs> and when he dips. And it's a step to the right. Everyone available for the Braves. Not everyone available for the Astros, though. You lost your catcher to the COVID list, Jason Castro. So how's Garrett Stubbs? I don't know anything about him. He won't be a factor at all, right? Well, Garrett Stubbs is a backup. Well, so is Jason Castro. He's like the bullpen catcher. Uh, What Jason Castro does well is hits off the bench and calls a good game for the relievers. El Machete, Martin Maldonado, is the starting catcher and will be the starting catcher for the Astros. I recognize that, but what I'm saying is if there's like a collision at home or if there's a foul ball that hits off a fleshy part, like you're going with Garrett Stubbs. Yeah, Garrett Stubbs is average at best. He's pedestrian. He's probably like a in between zero and one war player, if you want to extrapolate it over a whole season. But he's a good clubhouse guy. He puts a bat on the ball, and unlike most catchers, he's fast. So that's good. So worst-case scenario, he's not the worst guy to have in there. If the Astros put Freeman on and they have to face down Riley, who's like something blistering right now. He's like 10 of 21 or something dumb. That might not be exactly correct, but it's correct. But I know he's got like three doubles in the series. If Freeman can get on to run a little bit, it's going to be tough for the Astros to not give something hittable to Riley, and Riley has been able to hit them. Being being an Astros homer myself, I'm trying not to say that they're just going to shut them down because they're not. No. Like, I think the Braves are going to put some runs on the board tonight, but I think the Astros are going to put way more on. I think they're just so excited to be back home. Their back's up against the wall. They don't hear the footsteps. They're playing on house money. All those cool cre- cliches when you're back at home and mm-hmm. you're down. They've been there. Did you know that Guriel, Altuve, Correa and Bregman just surpassed Jeter, Williams, O'Neill, and Rivera as the four most prolific players in baseball postseason history. They've played more than any foursome in baseball history. So think of any good team who had sustained sustained success with four baseball players. The Astros have done it for longer with their infield. That's crazy. That's crazy, right? That's the most prolific infield in the history of postseason baseball. I don't like that that's very true. Like, I don't like to accept that. Because it's, like, quieter. Because everyone else you named, those are all all all-stars. A couple Hall of Famers. Those are all Hall of Famers. Yeah. Guriel, Tucker, Brantley, they're all around 300 in the series. They're going to hit. Correa had three hits last game. Altuve coming back, but just a just the slowest start you had ever seen. His only hits are bombs. And your boy Alex Bregman might as well be on the bench tonight. He's he woke up last game. Did he? Yeah, what he's it, back. What's he on the series? He's back. He's three three for twenty. I'm guessing. He's poor for the whole series. Yeah, the first 
first uh, four games were quite rough. Two for 18. Uh, I just pulled it up. He's two for 18. Two for 18. The first four are total. To this I know point. he was to over. this point. He was over the first three games. Alvarez is one for 16. That's the problem with the Astros lineup right now is usually Alvarez. Alvarez has one of the best strike zone eyes in baseball, like Juan Soto good. He doesn't chase balls outside of the strike zone. In this whole series, you swing, you've seen him swing at uncharacteristic pitches. They're like, this is not Jordan Alvarez. This is not the guy who knows the strike zone better than anyone in baseball. And he just chases its stuff out of the zone. So I think, of course, yes, Bregman has been cold, but Alvarez not contributing whatsoever has been the biggest impediment to the Astros' offense this whole series. How many times has the team rallied from a 3-1 deficit in a best-of-seven postseason series? From a 3-1 deficit? In the history of Major League Baseball? It's happened 90 previous times. Teams have sat at 3-1 to one in, yeah. a, in a seven-game series. I would say in just baseball or all sports? Just baseball. Just baseball? 13 times. 15 times. Okay. Pretty good. Well, 14. This would be the 15th. This would be the 15th. That's one out of eight times. It's kind of crazy to me. Because it should be over twice now. And really, it should have been over, over, over on game five. should have been over, over. And what metric do you say it should have been over? The way that this game is played. You're up 3-1 and you get four runs in the yeah. first inning. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? The Astros, and I get it, they're professional athletes, I get it, like, do not at the show with this take. Sure, they should have given. They should have gave up because it no, should be over. Not this team. No. This is the seventieth game. The seventieth game six in World Series history. It's pretty good. Yeah, like World Series don't they don't get swept. They just don't happen. You play a bunch of them. I'm as excited as I've been for anything about it. I do think the Braves will take it on the road. With all of that said. I know so you're a big tonight a- or seven tonight. You do think it's over tonight? Well, it has to be for them. I think that giving the Astros second life and going back home, they're going to thrive. They're going to win these last two games. The Astros, yeah. If they win this game, they absolutely win the next one. As as a completely objective member of the press, no, I would say Max Freed has not been pitching well. The Astros lineup seems to be getting hotter. They're back home with one of the best home field advantages in baseball. The Astros will take game six. Anything could happen in a game seven. But Astros homer, little kid from Houston, says, oh, Astros are winning two in a row. We got this. Astros, they play by the rules. (laughs) Their own rules. The Braves should have won it when Duvall hit the Grand Slammer. The Braves should have won it when Freddie Freeman hit the go-ahead when it was tied 4-4. Four to four. They didn't win it. If the Braves win tonight, the Braves win Game 7 and they're the World Series. Or, excuse me. The Astros win tonight, the Astros win Game 7, and it's over. If the Braves win tonight, it's over. Because the Braves won't win a Game 7. You don't think so? No. You think the Astros are just playing on house money? Yep. And they're going to just demolish them in Game 7? If the, Bra- ha- the Braves have to win tonight or there's no chance for There's no chance. Ah. Because the Braves tonight can be like, oh, my bad. We're still actually a World Series caliber team. We're going to win. 
Yeah, oh, you forgot. Yeah, or they're going to oh, be like, oh, you forgot. You're lucky yeah. to be here. They're going to be like, hey, we messed around. I'm going to do some brave stuff. Yeah. You got a final score? Astros comfortably. I'm going to say 6-3 the visitors. 6-3 visitors? 6-3 visitors. I think uh, something like 8-4. Oh, like that? Yeah, like a lot of runs on both both sides. A lot of action on both sides. Okay. Yeah. I don't hate it. And your boy? Joe Buck. Ted Williams Jr., okay. a.k.a. Kyle Tucker, yes. is going to do the most damage. Off of lefties. He's a lefty who loves lefties. I mean, that's the thing about the Astros lineup. They don't have a lot of holes. You can't, well, you can't, you can't really put so, a lefty specialist and go Alvarez, Gurriel, Tucker and expect to get both lefties out because both Alvarez and Tucker both hit just as good against lefties. Sure, but any lefty on the planet with a pulse could get three outs against Bregman, Siri, and Maldonado. Correct. <laughs> Stephen Busters presents ABQ Central live from... The John Lopez Caldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, and we're playing it with I-9 Sports. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program, back live from the John Lopez Caldwell Banker Legacy Studio. Joining us in the Quans Auto Care Hotline, friend of the show, Lenny. Lenny, welcome to the program. How are you doing? I'm going to make it quick. Max Free tonight pitches his butt off. Atlanta wins 5-2. to two. I, Yes. Yes, and then America rejoices. A a quick prediction for Saturday night: upset. Caleb Plant beats Canelo. We could talk on Saturday. Well, bad news, Lenny. Your boys are your boys are no longer on the weekend. So ABQ Central on Saturday mornings is in the books. The final chapter has been closed. We'll call on Friday and discuss that. Yeah, it's figured out on Friday. Definitely on Friday. Okay, and then lastly, and this is a sad story. Rugs, when you're making all that money, you get a driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's facing two to 20 years. And in Nevada, they don't do probation. He has to do the minimum if convicted. You know, thanks for uh, softballing that into us because that was actually going to be our next segment. Yeah, we're going to do that. Sorry, I didn't, no, I it's didn't perfect. know, but I just, it's, perfect. It, it's just because you guys are Raider fans. Or you do the Raider stuff on Monday, and right. it's just sad. You're 22 years old. You're a first-round draft pick, second year into your contract. You can't afford a driver. You can buy an Uber car for the night. It's yeah. You it's, could buy the company Uber. Right. But you, yeah. you should have a driver, period, when you make all that money. There, you're going to hear a lot of agreement from us in the 5 o'clock segment. Um, cause we Especially have, since you did no drinking October. Yeah. So Yeah. yeah. The it, sad is the simplest way to break down the rug story for every single person involved, for the person who lost their life, for rugs who will now carry this forever, for anyone who's a fan of the team, for anyone like there's there's no one that's going to have any sort of rejoice from this thing. It's it's absolutely a tragedy. So I know you guys are going to talk about it next. We'll talk about the fight on Friday and you guys have a good one. Thank you, brother. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you, Lenny. Thanks for the call. We'll get to it at the five o'clock seven, but yeah, it's a saddest thing. You know, I lived in St. Louis when Leonard Little had his incident, and um, he got a probation opportunity and was able to return to football, and then it happened again. So, 
There's an illness about it. I mean, that's that's for certain. Nothing good happens after midnight, Fred. Yeah. And if it does happen, you're probably already in your house. Yeah. Or it's 12.01 and it's the Rocky Horror Picture Show live at the Lobo Theater, which we hosted this past Saturday. That's only twice a year, though. Yeah. What do you think about that prediction from Lenny? Uh, I'm not a fan, and I'll tell you why. For a couple reasons. Because your team loses. And <laughs> for one, he has the Ashes losing. Number two, Lenny is from Albuquerque. Lenny is a New Mexican. Hey, Albuquerque, Alex Bregman is your hometown boy. You shouldn't care if he cheats. Get your boys back. Snitches get stitches. Don't rat out your, don't rat out your homies and get your boys back. You're an awful quirky. Alex bur- Bregman is from Albuquerque. He's a burqueño. He's a Nuevo Mexicano. Support your boys. I've never heard that second to last one. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central Live from the John Lopez Caldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're playing over the I 9 Sports 95.9 FM AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program, 5 o'clock hour. Welcome to Quitting Time. Welcome to the car. Still no updates on the election as polling is open until 7 o'clock tonight. Get out and vote. Get out and vote. Do you ever have you ever like skipped an election? Not in my whole adult life. I have not either. I haven't missed a single one. I vote for everything. Local everything. And I change what I'm registered as all the time, depending on like what primary I want to vote in. Sure. I don't I don't know what I'm registered as right now. Yeah. I would assume Republican, but I don't know. I think I, I know mine. I think I'm registered as Democrat because I wanted to vote for Bernie Sanders. It's exact same for me. Yeah. So I had to get to the primary. I had to register. But I switch it all the time. Yeah. I do. I do as well. You know what happens when you switch all the time? You get weird mailers. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of mail. Now, I live downtown by the zoo, which is in like the... the Very Chris Farley of you. Stadium voting, like passionate Borellis area. Yes. I got every piece of mail, every piece of propaganda you could think for each end of the spectrum and the middle and the indifferent and just the vote people. There were so many dead trees wasted on me this election. It was bad. So many dead trees. I was on some of those text things. like, And by the way, like, hey, good job, New Mexico United and the city of Albuquerque on trying to get out a campaign that's like, fair and honest and like factual but i probably got like three texts today <laughs> i was like okay cool so as soon as updates start well we won't have them because polls are open at seven but make sure you connect with the morning show tomorrow the opening drive because obviously they will have reaction to everything that happened tell today. you all about it and then we will be here tomorrow tune in tonight though to true to the game hosted by mike trujillo from seven to ten and i'm sure he is going to have his finger on the pulse that is the stadium bond issue. He'll be your ticker. Yeah. Tune into that guy. Also, World Series updates as first pitch is 6.05, approximately one hours from now. I'm so stoked. I really enjoy watching baseball with you on the program. It's fun, right? It's fun. Yeah. It's like a distract. It's like a riff track over the game. I wish it wasn't the World Series and I wish it wasn't the Astros because I am pins and needles. It is hard to focus on my craft. Yeah, when like my favorite childhood team is on a rectangle, like three feet away from me, 
like in the most biggest high stakes game of the history of their franchise. It's hard to do this. If you're a friend of the show right now and you have like the direct TV or whatever, turn that thing off. Plug in your plug in your bunny ears and you get us terrestrially and you get the game on Fox in HD over the air. Pretty sweet. And it'll sync up like perfect. Yeah. It'll be very close to perfect. Vitale, what is radio? Like a seven-second delay? Is that what it is? Anywhere from eight to ten. Eight Some, to, okay. The national guys do 18 to 20. Okay. So maybe get us on the app and press pause for 10 seconds. Well, we've never been wrong or made a mistake, so we oh, don't need gosh, yeah. we don't need any delays whatsoever. I'm thinking, yeah, you guys don't probably cuss in your normal life, do you? No, oh. not at all. <laughs> not at all. Michael, why are you putting my business out there on the air? I've only ever worked green professionally. Sure. But whenever I – I have, like, done a podcast or two where I'll have some libation in my voice. And we don't use swear words on here, so we don't need a delay. But what we do need is a fact checker. That's what we need. So if you're, like, a stifler for, like, exact facts, just don't go around, like, fact checking us all, all show, please. We don't need that negativity in our lives. Just kind of mostly trust us, I guess, like you're doing with the politicians you're voting for today. Just like mostly trust them. Don't like all the way trust them. They're politicians. I don't know if I understand this text, man. <laughs> From the okay. texter, 0259, McNeese and Incarnate, word to the whack. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Is that a typo? Those are two colleges that would be uh, going to the whack conference for um, basketball. Oh, okay. Those are the ones that the Aggies always play and win games against. I thought it was rap lyrics. I thought it was the 2016 film Incarnate. Mexico State rumored to go to the conference USA. So, okay. So I saw that was a developing when I was doing show prep. So I didn't know how to deliver it. Like, I didn't want to be like, here's some, because it's like trade deadline to me. Like, I don't care about rumors. Conference USA, super desperate. So is that set? Is that wax stuff set in stone? It's not set in stone. It's about 50-50 from what I gather. See, I just Cruz Sun News reporting the same thing. I like I like the intensity of that like idea, but I can't present it. I can't be like seems like the WEC might be having some changes. There's not even a there's not an actual news article on it. But I, cool. I mean, is incarnate like a Catholic school? Um, or is that like a word in Spanish? I don't know. I believe that's what, Inca, it's, a Catholic, it's a Catholic school. Okay. It's not Incarnate. What's the difference? Incarnate. I'm not sure. That's why I'm asking. Death Incarnate is whenever you play Wolfenstein. Yeah, speaking of Death Incarnate, a lot of you, I, I touched on this before the break. A lot of you Burkanios throw around snitches get stitches and you'll never rat out your boys and you got all your boys back is that like where's all where's all this love for alex bregman you got one of your own in the world series and if you weren't with me last segment when i touched on this i'm gonna say it again loyal listener new to the show welcome welcome friend you're from albuquerque there is one highly successful player in major league baseball from albuquerque and that's alex bregman all-star third baseman for the very successful Houston baseball Astros, who just has their back up against the wall, playing for their playoff life, going for destiny, is he trying to raise a trophy, trying to get them rings? And he's from Albuquerque. He's from New Mexico. Support your boys, regardless if he cheated or not. You, El- you Bacanos, run your mouth. 
like you got your boys back, like you're all gangster, and Alex Bregman tries so hard that it ends up being portrayed as cheating. Who knows if it really was cheating, right? What was everyone else doing? And he, and you still don't have his back. So list, loyal listener who hates Alex Bregman and hates the Astros, who's from Albuquerque, Albuquerque lifer, I'm talking directly to you right now. You would rat out your boys, and I know it. You're, you're a bunch of snitches out there, and I hope you don't feel comfortable when you look in the mirror after you heard me say that. Might as well move to Rio Rancho, really. Snitches. Where I see it. Snitches. Bunch of, bunch of turncoats, really. <laughs> move to Arizona, you snitches. Where do you put Alex Bregman on the list? So, like, the list, I think everyone knows the list. Like, number one is the Unzers, right? The Unzers are number one? Are you guys going to say otherwise? Oh, man. Noah Begay? Bobby Foster, former light heavyweight champion of the boxing world not, in the late hey, 60s. But not bigger uh, than Michael Cooper. Yeah, there's no there's uh, no Foster Avenue. Who Like, Jim Everett? Jim Everett would be on the list. Like, who else is on that list? Holly Holm? Uh, I think it'll go Unser's one. Brian Urlacher. Brian Urlacher, two. Okay. Holly Holm, three. Alex Bregman, four. That's how you feel. Yeah. So you just throw an out professional golfer, Noah Begay. Who, by the way... He pushes the meter. Okay. Michael Cooper, not on your list. Johnny Tapia, not on your list. Tapia's up there. Tapia's probably right behind Bregman. Yeah, Tapia's in the top five. What about, like, Hank Basket? Not even on the list? No. Top ten, maybe. Okay. Well, th- there's not much more than ten. Hooked up, with a, hooked up with a Playboy Playmate, so there's that, too. On television. Didn't know that. So that registers. Oh, wait. Hugh Hefner's ex-girlfriend. Correct. R.I.P. <gasps> she died? I think I think Hugh Hefner died. <laughs> Michael Cooper to me is very high. Because you hung with him before. You're you're thinking of Mr. Cooper. Oh, okay. You weren't hanging with Mr. Cooper? No. Oh. It's so dumb that you just said that. Thank you. <laughs> but I think I think you're right. I think support if the guys your boys. Long story short, support your dude. What have you been doing this whole time? Why didn't we put John Jones? If your if your childhood oh reasons if your <laughs> if your childhood team isn't the playoffs, support your local dude. I want to see Bregman jerseys in every bar in town tonight. So there's the thing: I don't see Bregman jerseys. You don't see a lot of Bregman jerseys, do you? Oh, you're kind of hitting it in home with me now. I right? thought you were just ranting for a second. No, but now you're being for real. This is a real thing. Oh, that's messing me up. You go to Carlsbad, New Mexico. Everything is Miami Marlins, Tre- yeah. Trevor Rogers posters everywhere, autograph pictures, mm-hmm. autograph eight by tens of Trevor Rogers. My hometown, Max Scherzer everywhere, Ryan Howard everywhere, Lawrence Maroney everywhere, Bradley Beal everywhere, sure. Jason, Tatum, Jason Tatum everywhere. Jason Tatum is everywhere now. Where's all that love for Alex Bregman? Where's Alex Bregman's posters on the highway? Like, why aren't the Astros doing that? They're losing this market. From the texter, Nancy Lopez. Who? That's a good one. I don't know who that is. Former Roswell native. That's correct. LPGA yeah. champ many times over. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't sound like Albuquerque. New Mexico. We're talking New Mexico. I'm not. Brian Erlacher's not Albuquerque. Brian Erlacher's, uh Brian Erlacher lived L- three blocks from here. Lovington. Lovington. Yeah, where you're born and where you're from are different. Sure. He's from here. Because he's a Lobo? Yeah. Yeah, that makes more sense. You're born in Houston. 
born and raised in Houston. Yeah. You've been in Albuquerque 20 years. Oh, I'm a New Mexican. There's no doubt about that. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I'm a real New Mexican. Like, That might be why Holly Holmes is number one. I don't know if there's like a – like, is there Jackson Wink without Holly Holmes? Welcome to the fro, – fro. Welcome to the show, friend of the show, John, on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline. How are you? I'm doing fine. Hey, uh, yeah, this is my opinion, and only my opinion, Alex Bergman. When he turned down playing for the UNM Lobos, I kind of said, uh, okay, Bergman. So, so, I don't wish him bad. I hope he does good. But you know what? I'm just not a fan of his since he turned down the Lobos being that he was an Albuquerque kid and he decided to go somewhere else. Even though it had been a better conference or whatever it was, but he missed a chance to play for the best coach UNM has ever had and maybe take us to the NCAA tournament. So, in my opinion, eh, so-so. Bregman, oh well. I'm Team John. I'm with that. I that's, love that. That's a, such a smart take. Yeah, because wasn't he, like John, you'll remember, wasn't he like National Freshman of the Year? Oh, John John left us, but yes, I'm with John. Because he was, right? 2012 or 2013? He's He could have been that for the Lobos. I can't, I can't fault the guy for going to one of the best programs in the country, if not all time. LSU baseball is a big deal. If you can get on LSU baseball's team, that is, you're not only going to be drafted, you're going to be a high draft yeah. pick. They're like Mississippi State. They, every, everyone goes to Major League every, Everyone on their whole lineup at LSU goes to the pros. So you can't fault the guy for wanting to go to the best program. But I do get it for like, just like John just said, like for l- local legend has a shot to be it. It's already a good program. Lobo baseball was already good. It's not like he has to throw it on his back and turn it around. But I could see why Bracano is feels like a jilted lover that he went to LSU. But hey, still from here. At the time, He's still Albuquerque Academy. Still led Albuquerque Academy to state championship. Let's come back to this after the break. And I know the phone lines are lighting up. <laughs> they really, hey, people either love or hate Alex Bracano. I can't wait to say. Oh man, I'm so excited about this. And when he was at LSU, it's not like they were world beaters at the time. Who else was on that squad? Jacoby Jones. I can't really come up with anyone else. Andrew Stevenson, I think, played Major League Baseball for a little bit. Austin Nola, he played for a little bit too. But, like, who else was there? No one. Because the oh, – what was the kid's name The played for the Yankees? DJ LeMayhew, he was years before. He was gone years before. I like DJ's earlier stuff. This is why you and I are like this. <laughs> DJ LeMayhew. Ryan Wilson. Ryan – the hey – the riot, Ryan Terrio. What is what is LeMahieu? Is that French Canadian? Like a French Canadian DJ, like a EDM from Canada? I think it's whenever it's whenever you say "God bless you" to yourself after a sneeze. <laughs> what are you Sorry. doing? <laughs> Grabbing a break. Callers, whenever we get back. Sorry. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the John Lopez Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're playing it with I nine Sports ninety five point nine FM AM six ten. The Sports Animal couple texts during the break. Bregman is a cheater. Astros cheated to win. Don't care if he's from the Burke. He cheated. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's from 2207. What happens if one of your boys gets in trouble? Zero You're going to throw him under the bus? 0193 says. Get your boys back, even if he cheated. There's a Bobby Foster Road in Albuquerque. Nobody would want to take a punch from him. Arguably the greatest lightweight of all time. Also, thank you for the correction. That is legit my bad. I 100% 
knew that there was a Bobby Foster Road. I've been on Bobby Foster Road so many times on my way out to Isleta. Speaking of you being on Bobby Foster Road, joining us on ABQ Central is friend of the show, Vincent, on the Quans Auto Care Hotline. Vincent, welcome to the program. Uh, yeah, I've been on Bobby Foster Road, uh, too, uh, actually going to uh, Isleta Casino to bet on the game, uh, you know, you bet go. on football. But <laughs> it's... It, it, it astounds me how uh, your callers or your listeners or whatever uh, are picking on Bregman. I mean, he is hometown kid, played at the academy. Uh, his his father is, oh, we all know who his father is. Uh, what is it? Uh, why is this vitriol towards him? Uh, I just, I don't understand. The kid, uh, he's he's a great baseball player, and somehow he 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 oh, and the guy says, well, he didn't go to U and M, so uh, the hell with him. Uh, what do you want? I mean, you got a great talent, which he did or does, and he goes to LSU, which was one of the top four baseball uh, programs in the country. Well, why wouldn't you do that? I I don't. It just. It kills me all this time where uh, these local people say, oh, you know, we should, you know, I, I hate him because he left state. You know, I don't What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, no one's legacy is completely untarnished, except for maybe Holly Holm because she's perfect in every way. Like the, the, preacher's oh, yeah. da- the preacher's daughter, like she's one of the best people on earth that I know. I mean, the Unser family, they got some stains. John Bones Jones, he obviously has his issues. Bregman. Oh, no, don't, like, okay, don't, Bregman don't, even, don't even talk about John Bones Jones. I mean, Fair. He's off my list, too. Yeah. I mean, he's in a different category. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, come on. He's, he, he, should be, he shouldn't even be. And he's not even New Mexican. He just came here because, <laughs> like a lot of people, they escape. Their problems somewhere, and they hide out in New Mexico. That's you know, I'm an old guy. A lot of friends of mine, they held, you know, they came from different places and just hide out here. But anyway, uh, I just, uh, I it bugs me. You know, oh, Bregman, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm so tired of uh, Albuquerque people. Give the guy a break. Hey, Vincent, I'm with you, man. Like, give the guy a break. Get your bo- get your boys back. He's from Albuquerque. He grew up here. He lived here. He won at Albuquerque Academy. He still represents Albuquerque. He speaks Spanish, y'all. He's bilingual. He He's still really? yes, he does. He's bilingual. He talks to the other oh, play. He talks to his teammates. Yes, I do. Yeah, I'm an Astros dork. I know all this stuff. He talks to his his teammates in Spanish. Like, he's from here. He's like a real Burqueño. He's like a real New Mexican. Like, get your boys back. And if one of your friends do something stupid, you're not going to get your boys back and help him redeem himself? No, this is a great comeback story. They made mistakes. They cheated. They tried their best. They kept the core of the team together. And look what they did. They got to the American League Championship Series five years in a row, and now they're back in the World Series. Get your boys back. Vincent. And, and then a, a, you had a very good point about people coming here and hiding out. It's called the Witness Protection Program, and that's how, oh, the, city, that. that's how the city of Rio Rancho was founded because I don't believe anybody from Rio Rancho, 
Vincent, we got it. We got like four of them parked behind you, so we got to go. But I am I'm with Vincent on the like Albuquerque has like a weird imposter syndrome with like individuals who find success here and then bolt. But here's the thing: every hometown across the country has that. Yeah. Joining us, friend of the show, Craig. Craig, welcome to the program. Man, I have to I have to respectfully disagree with Vincent and all this. So, Alex, Greg, you know what? So what? So what? That he's from here. Are we team Bezos in Albuquerque? No. Are we team Gates in Albuquerque? No. Those dudes were here. Freaking Bezos, his, his family went to school here. What did he do for Albuquerque? Nothing. He put up a warehouse on the west side where he can pay people 18 bucks an hour. What does Alex Bregman do for Albuquerque? Oh, he comes back and does a deal. Listen, I'm all about Holly, Tapia, Romero, Hank Basket, he, you know what? Not only did he marry a Playboy model, but he also broke grounds with the LBGTQ community. Excellent if point. You guys remember that? Excellent. I mean, you know, these are these are our people. That's our people. Bregman, I, you know what? Whatever guy. And if Vince doesn't like it, I, I'm sorry, man. I'm, you know what? People like giving him crap because he's a cheater. You know what? He's got plenty of dollars to. To hide behind and go like, oh man, my reputation. He doesn't care about his reputation. None of those guys do. So you know what? Well, I, I know you got to get the Astros back. I respect that, but you know, whatever for him. Hey, okay. There's I I <laughs> I agree. Not everybody from your hometown needs to be pumped. Needs to be pumped up and represented. But there's a huge difference here, and the difference is Alex Bregman is a baseball player. Jeff Bezos has the ability to be Batman, and he chooses not to. Jeff Bezos can be Batman, but he doesn't do anything with his billions and billions of dollars. we got to grab a break. Callers are awaiting. Howard and Carl, we see you. We will get to you. I'm going to tell you right now, John Denver is the best New Mexican of all time. Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the John Lopez Caldwell Banker Legacy Studio, Pirate of Mexico, Pinon Coffee. We're playing again with the I-9 Sports, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back live in the John Lopez Caldwell Banker Legacy Studio on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline, friend of the show, Howard. Howard, welcome. Gentlemen, it's good to hear you today. Are you guys like regular Monday through Friday now? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, well, I lost you on Saturday, Matthew. You better be there Monday through Friday, doggone it. I mean, hey, okay. Look for look for an exciting announcement later this week, Howard. All right. Well, you know what? I heard uh, Vincent call in. hadn't heard him in a while. Sounded a little sluggish, though. I think maybe he may might have let his eugenics uh, prescription lapse. You know, sounds like he's back to low T Vinny again. I mean, that's. I mean, it sounds like we don't know. I mean, we're not. This is gonna, some old beef that we're. Yeah, not we're not. We're not privy to this schoolyard game. So. Yeah. So, I gotta say one thing about Alex Bregman. It is too bad that he's not as good as che- at cheating as he is at baseball, because then we wouldn't be having this conversation, him and his teammates. You know. Because they wouldn't be winners, because they can only win when they cheat. That's no, your... no, no. If he was, no. I think what oh, Howard, baloney, I think what baloney, Howard is saying. Actor. Allow me to interpret here. If Alex yeah. Brevin was that good at cheating, he would have never got caught. Is that what you're saying, Howard? That's right. And you know okay. what the old motto is: If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Come yes, on, man. New England Patriots. I've heard that. Yeah, that's a 
Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. Hey, you know, I'm a little concerned for you, Van. Oh, go on. You called out the homies pretty hard, eh? Yes, I did. I'm telling you, man. I did. You called you called them out pretty hard. Is, are you guys going till seven tonight? No, I don't worry where we're parked, Howard. It's not. It's nothing. <laughs> the friend of the show oh, should be concerned with. I was. I was gonna go walk Van to his car. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we just hang out for a if little bit, huh? You're a big old guy, Fred. You invite Teller Gargantuan. I, 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 I mean, I'm going to look out for my I, homies van. Hey, Howard, on, I'm, I'm skinny, but I'm wiry. I'm not, I'm not above <laughs> asking the, down, the downstairs security to walk me into my car. I'm not above that. Uh, I'll do that in an instant. So you, there's only one thing worse than uh, pissing off a burqueño. It's uh, pissing off a norteño. The guys from northern New Mexico are worse. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm calling... All in my shot. I am five a, four Braves, five oh, four Braves in that. a nail biter tonight. Love that. Have a, have a good evening, guys. Thanks, Howard. Good call by Howard, friend of the show, often a contributor, and he is a world of fun. The Kwanzaa Auto Care Hotline has been open for some time, and Carl is taking advantage of that. Carl, thank you for joining us on the program. Hello, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I want to I want to chime in a little bit about our, our caller. Um, a few callers ago that was bashing Alex Bregman for going to LSU and not staying here and playing for New Mexico. But you know what? It goes back. You got a kid like, I don't know if it was the late 80s or early 90s, Bobby Newcomb went to Highland High School. Sure. Where where did he get a full-ride scholarship to go to school at? He's a Nebraska boy, right? Exactly. Back when Nebraska was on top of the world, in college football. So what I guess my point is you got any premier athlete in the state of New Mexico who gets a chance to go to Nebraska, Notre Dame, USC, they're not hanging around to play for New Mexico. Sure. When uh, Landry Jones retired and came back to New Mexico, he was welcomed with open arms and he went to, he went to Oklahoma. He didn't go play for the Lobos. Exactly, and Jim Everett went to El Dorado High School, and where did he go to college at? Well, that's Purdue. Next, uh, Purdue. Exactly, and and another and another thing I'd like to say is you guys are giving your your top five or your top ten yes uh, name brand athletes. I don't think Johnny Tapia should even be mentioned. Ooh, he's not, he was nothing but a drug addict, always in trouble with the law. And that supersedes any of the boxing skills or the championships that he held. That's just my two cents worth. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I, I appreciate the call, and I appreciate that sentiment because all the hate that was directed towards me is now directed towards Carl. So thanks for getting my back. Because <laughs> people, it's easy to hate Alex Bregman. It is so hard for Burkinos to hate Johnny Tapia. But good job for taking all that off my shoulders. Johnny Tapia is an identity for a lot of people. Sure. Yeah. That's different to me. And I don't know what it's called. I, I want to call it like reverse imposter syndrome. Are you you're familiar with imposter syndrome? Where it's you get to an elevation, like professionally or personally or whatever. Say, hey, side, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Side note real quick. I know we're talking about athletes, but no one mentioned Neil Patrick Harris. Okay. Well, he's because yeah. he's a JV Freddie Prince Jr. hey the Cueva grad. The, what I'm trying to say is there's a revert, like imposter syndrome is when you like get to a professional aspiration or personal or whatever. So say you have 
like your dream job or say like you like you take someone like Vital who's like a hard Albuquerque six and you partner him with her, his lady who's like a hard nine. Yeah. And you're like, you're just way out of your league. So that's imposter syndrome. Like you don't ever necessarily feel like you deserve to be there. Right. There is something of that that's reversed where people from their hometown don't always support people who find success from their hometown. I don't know if it's a jealousy. I don't know if it's an envy. I don't know what word to use. But I would absolutely proclaim, not just Albuquerque, where I'm from, where you're from, where Vital's from, there is a segment of people that just cannot because they knew you, quote unquote, before. Right. And your success, I cannot share in your success because you did what I wanted to do better than Perhaps. Sure. Yeah, and there's, because would you, I would identify myself as like regionally famous adjacent. See, you're okay. You're talking like doctorate level psychology when you could just be calling these people haters. You're referring to haters, Fred. Yeah, I mean, to steal a Miley Cyrus lyric, I guess you're correct. There are people from my hometown that I grew up with, that I broke bread with, that have not one time heard my voice on a broadcast airway. Because that kid from the other side of the tracks, what? Like, because that's just the mentality, right? Right. Which is crazy to me. Support your boys. Back to my original point. Support your boys. Boys help boys. Boys help right? boys. Boys help boys. You got your boys back. I want to say I'm team Alex Bregman, but I'm not team anyone who's one for 11 and can't do anything. From the <laughs> oh, he's going to bust out tonight. He's feeling all this Albuquerque hate just bubbling up. So if he hits a speed bump, if he hits like a, a little bump in the in the road that is the World Series, by the way, he's in the World Series. Can Albuquerque and then Berkey in, then 505-er, then friend of the show, then forgive him because they, they were able to see him, like, crying Jordan face? Yeah, exactly that. Does that do it? Does that bring him humanity? Is that the word I want to use? He's human then? Sure. Because right now he's not, right? No. No. No, he's a big cheater. He's untouchable. Yeah, his dad's a lawyer. He's a cheater. He's everything you hate. He went to a private school. He's good-looking, successful, everything you aspire to be. He actually did it. So I've never met him. I moved to town after. So I moved here in 17. Right. So what? however the math works out on that. He's he's a very like confident, borderline, cocky dude. Yeah, so and, am I. And, and that's what it takes to excel at your given trade, right? You have to be confident. You have to be cocky. Have a certain swagger. You could be. You could be humble. You could be like a cool dude, like off the clock. Yeah, but, but like, you're, but you're on the clock. You gotta have swag. You gotta have that chutzpah. You gotta have that certain je ne sais quoi. I mean, that's how you get there. Not to share what we were doing, but just to sh- like name drop real quick. Like we've hung out with like Mitch Garver, right? Like Mitch Garver plays for the Twins. Cool dude. Very cool dude. Yeah, it's one of the boys. Approachable dude. Plugged into the community when he's in town, dude. I don't really hear people, but he did go to the university. Well, let me let me oh, tell you a, let me tell right? you a cool humbling story about Alex Bregman. Yeah, because you know I've been in Albuquerque for a long time and saw the rise of Alex Bregman. You know, being the stud best baseball player in town while he was here, and then go to LSU, and then eventually get drafted by my Houston baseball Astros. So I sent him 
a Facebook message because when he was at LSU, we became Facebook friends. I sent him a direct Facebook message like, hey, congratulations on all your success at Albuquerque Academy and right. all your success at LSU. Congratulations on being a first-round draft pick. I can't wait to follow your career. I live and am from Albuquerque, and I am an Astros fan because Aww. I was born and raised in Houston. And he's like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Thanks for your support. Like, took the time to message me back being a dorky baseball, Astros baseball fan. So he might not be the guy that you perceive. Because also, strong possibility, when his assistant was texting you back, he did a very good job of representing as Alex Bregman <laughs> yeah. and gave you this fabulous memory. Also, like four years later, I sent him a picture of me holding up a Blake's burrito as I drove to Houston, Texas in 2017 to watch them play in the World Series. And he's like, sweet, bring me another one. And I was like, that's my dude. That's, that's All right, so that's the that, better story. That's yeah, a cool that's one. That's a good yeah. one. Uh, from the texture, Ricky Romero was a badass pro wrestler. That's actually the answer we were all looking okay, for. Okay, finally, you give so, some. It took a while, but one of the founding members of the Cauliflower Alley Club um, the absolute best, Ricky Romero. So, so there you go on that one. Hey, by the way, not one person has mentioned Hobo Hank. Oh yeah, yeah. Like runner up for New Mexico Athlete of the Year, Hobo That's Hank, right. Joe Singer used to come only, in here. Only outshined by Holly Holm. That is a strong silver medal. If Holly Holm is the only one to beat you, I'm a Hobo Hank guy. So shout out to Joel Singer, Hobo Hank. You should be number one on this. Yeah, list. You, you. I love that. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the John Lopez Caldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're playing again with the I-9 Sports. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. We're live in the John Lopez Caldwell Banker Legacy Studio. It's where the magic happens. Joining us in the Quan's Auto Care Hotline, the mailman. Welcome to the show, friend of the show. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, gentlemen. Well, um, one of us, I'm a gentleman, and Van is just a fanboy of Alex Bregman, who who keeps an obsessive love diary. I respect his skill set, and I represent my burqueños, all right? Well, let's give Mailman an opportunity Show to tell you, tell you why you're wrong. Okay, my friend. Uh, you were mentioning um, 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 Hobo Hank. Yes. Yeah. Now you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to be my boy because you are a wrestling fan, and the only person I was able to talk wrestling with was my boy Carlisle. So since you are an educated wrestling fan, do you remember Crazy Mary Shelley? Uh, you're gonna have to repeat the name because you broke up slightly. Who? Crazy Mary Shelley. Oh yeah, absolutely. She used to wrestle here. Now, I'm not sure if she's from Albuquerque, but you know she's married to Eric of the Viking Raiders. I Yeah, I was. And, yeah, I was aware of all that, yeah. And she had to change her name when she got to the WWE. I forget what her name was when she made it to the WWE. So, but, uh, yes, that's another Albuquerque. Well, she wrestled here. I'm not sure if she's from here, but she wrestled in Albuquerque. Um, so the thing with Crazy Mary Shelley, it was a play on Frankenstein. That was her thing, because Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein. Sure. So there you go. Yes. Yes. But, um, yeah, I, I'll give uh, uh, Alex Bregman the benefit of the doubt, even though he was surrounded by cheaters. I would just say it was peer pressure, and he couldn't, uh, he couldn't get out <laughs> of it. But, but who knows? Maybe when they were banging on 
trash cans, he said, look, when I go up, don't bang on nothing. I'm getting mine while the getting is good, and I don't want to be associated with that. So y'all feel like y'all want to cheat. Y'all bang away, but don't bang when I'm at the police. So okay, I'm going to I'm gonna have to we stop you. It could have been peer pressure. <laughs> okay, I love that angle, <laughs> but that's not true. He 100% cheated, and he owned up to it. Oh, the only, the only oh. two people... The only two people on that roster who did Hey, I'm sorry to break it to you, but hey, who doesn't like a comeback story better than sports fan in America, right? Like you want the you want the redemption story. You want the comeback story. Give your boy some support. I I I, I like Alex Brayton, regardless of whether he came back to Albuquerque, whether he came back to give back. I don't hold it against him because usually, you know, usually sometimes it's four or five years, maybe six years before they get in the full throat of their philanthropic side. Sure. So maybe he's a, maybe he'll get back at a later date. Uh, I'm just, like I said, the the, the jury's still out and I ain't going to hold it against him. If he want to come back. That's okay. And to that guy who called and dog Johnny Tapia, hey man, everybody got demons. Yeah. So, everybody got demons. Uh, I just looked it up. Uh, I just looked Johnny it up. Johnny had his issues. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off, man. Man, I just looked it up. Sarah Logan, not from Albuquerque. She's from oh. uh, a part of Kentucky. So there you go. Oh, okay, okay. Well, she wrestled here. <laughs> they, she uh, wrestled here. They get. But, the- yeah, I. Uh, hey, everybody has his demons. Yeah, and he he's. He's going through his. We can. We haven't talked about it yet, but we can talk about uh, your boy from the Raiders. He's got his demons. Remember that dude from the New Orleans Saints who did the same thing. Um, I think he was a wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints, and he hit somebody, and he wound up going to jail. I will have. Come to, on, y'all. I know y'all know. Uh, the uh, Deontay Harris. No, he's a wide receiver. He was a good one too. I cannot. His name escapes me from now. The only but Joe he was Horn, the wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Joe Horn's the only wide receiver somebody right now. The same way, and yeah. wind up having to go to jail. So De- and De- lost his career. Deontay so. Harris hit a guy, or or he blew for a DUI, but I don't think he he didn't cause an accident. But it's a while back or recent. Yeah. No, it was a while back. Okay. Yeah, I, I it was, was maybe. Maybe eight years ago, maybe. Oh, John Hart, John maybe Hart was eight, retired at that point. Six or eight. But yeah. he was real He was real famous uh, wide receiver. Vitaly, look that up for him and let him know. He's a wide receiver <laughs> for the uh, New Orleans Saints. He I'll, hit somebody. I'll try. When we get back from the break, the first pitch of Major League Baseball World Series final game tonight is the Astros will lose to the Braves. Also, the text line is Give going up. crazy. Uh, the VIP tax line as well, so we're going to give you some good ones. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the John Lopez Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're playing on Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM AM 610. The Sports Animal. Congrats to Rob Manfred. Congrats to Major League Baseball. Congrats to the millions and millions of fans that attended games. Congrats to its TV's partners. Congrats to Minor League Baseball. Congrats to every kid who picked up a baseball bat or ball this season as Major League Baseball comes to an end tonight. The Atlanta Braves will beat 
the Houston Astros in about three and a half hours. So that's pretty exciting. Well, you had it really close to correct. The Atlanta Braves will beat themselves once again and allow a game seven to the best offense in baseball in their own home field and get beat in three consecutive games. You said that you're so close to saying that right. From the VIP text line, Van is low-key stalking Alex Bregman, and when Van talks about the rise of Alex Bregman, he's talking about the rise of his own pants. Look, okay, I waited until Alex Bregman was 18 before I started stalking him, okay? He was he was an adult. He was already at LSU when I started mm-hmm. texting with yeah. him. Okay, there's no foul play here whatsoever relationship goals to have someone love me the way that van loves alex bregman it's pretty close that's not bad these are all from friend of the show friend in real life sebastian noel by the way congratulations to sebastian noel i saw that the mcrib is back so by the way if you think i'm a dork for alex bregman Mm -hmm. wait till i start talking about jose altuve (laughs) That's like my real guy right there. That's my real number one favorite player. He's my favorite player since friggin' Jeff Bagwell. So that's that's big. Bregman's like number three or four in my heart. That's still in the varsity, though. It's still good, though. Yeah. It's still, it's still a lot. <laughs> I'm excited for the game. Um, there's a sad one, and let's get through it. Yeah. Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs is facing – a driving under the influence charge after um vehicle accident that left one dead um and rugs and his passenger injured according to Las, this is now a quote according to the las vegas metropolitan police department rugs was driving a chevrolet corvette a little before 3 40 in the morning when it crashed into the rear of a toyota rav4 on a busy thoroughfare in a residential area several miles west of the Las Vegas Strip. That car caught fire and the driver died. That's the story. Allegedly, Ruggs showed, quote, signs of impairment. Allegedly. Let's make sure that we say allegedly. All the facts aren't in before we start talking about this. Police said in a statement that also he will be charged with felony DUI resulting in death. So they seem very secure in their assessment that he was the driver, he was impaired, and mm-hmm. the accident was his fault. Correct. They seem very confident on those facts already. Probation is not an option in Nevada for conviction on a charge of DUI causing death, which carries a possible sentence of 2 to 20 years in state prison. His days in the NFL are over. Oh, never say never. He's young and talented. But with that being said, just my heart goes out to the oh, family. God. Every time there's a loss of life, just a senseless loss of life is a devastation to everyone. Obviously, just not for the person who it sounds like just had a horrible death. But the family and everyone left behind who has to deal with it and pick up the pieces and their lives will never be the same. And then, of course, the you know the family of you know, rugs and what they have to deal with the aftermath of their losing a, a brother and a a father and a nephew. And, you know, all, all the fallout from that, you know, heart goes out to them as well. It also 
happened earlier this year with, if you recall, Josh Jacobs. Do you remember that? Yeah. So Josh Jacobs was involved in a single car accident, so that's not hitting someone else. That's wrecking himself. Um, and he was arrested for DUI, and that was out at, um, oh, what's the name of the airport out there? McCarran. Yeah. That was out at McCarran Airport. Putting a football team in Las Vegas, Nevada. Right? Yeah. There's a lot of taxis in around in Vegas. That is a fact. And here's the thing that I kind of I kind of beat the drum on this every time there's a story that's a similar to this. The NFL does, in my opinion, the poorest job of preparing these young men for life with money. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I agree. You're hundred percent correct on that. The NBA had a really big push on this a decade ish ago. Uh, you're a little short. It was a little longer. Than a little that. longer than yeah, that. Yeah. So the, the NBA tr- started fifteen trying, years ago. Call it fifteen. Yeah. Right. The NBA just started to do a very good job on this, and the NFL has not caught up to the NBA in educating these young men about what life will be like being a professional athlete in the news with millions of dollars and being that having that kind of status and clout in your community. Well, and the thing that's so very difficult is. Um, there was no Raiders game this past weekend. You know, this is the bye week. The bye week. Yeah, this is the – you had to take a break, and you return to work literally tomorrow. Today. You return to work today. So it's – this more than likely is a one last hurrah thing before you got to work every day until January. Um, it's wrenching. It's wrenching for the family of the victim. It's obviously the worst thing for the victim. And then for Ruggs himself – you don't really recover from this. This one stays over you forever. Taking someone's life. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to with you forever. We had a similar thing here in town recently with uh, Alec Baldwin, right? And we didn't talk about it on the radio because you and I are like joke-telling guys, and there's no jokes to be told here. But when Alec Baldwin came out and did like his public address, like that's not Alec Baldwin as he's recognizable. Because you, like, you change. You become a different person. So I can't find the exact stat, but back to the Ruggs incident. And, yeah. and and we've talked about this before on this show, that unless you are up against it, unless there is no possible answer whatsoever, but besides getting you out of that situation in a vehicle, if, if your life depends on it and say somebody's after you, whatever, okay? There's very few scenarios where it's okay to get behind a wheel of a car in that situation. A stat that I like is one DWI is worth somewhere around 350 Uber drives. So you can take about 350 Ubers for the price and the toll it takes on your life for one DWI. And then for Mr. Ruggs here in this situation, Money and inconvenience is not even a factor because somebody's life was taken. So that was a big pushing point for Uber when Uber first gained prominence. So if you, if I could take you back, friend of the show, all the way to 2014. So 2014 is when Uber really came onto the scene. And Uber was trying to get into all these different communities. And Los Angeles is the one I'm going to talk about specifically. And there was a lot of litigation involved with that. And not just, I mean, hey, today's election day, right? There was a lot of polling and there was a lot of, uh, referendums in all these different ways and what like taxi services and what um, mass transit and all these companies were trying to do were like, Hey, keep Uber out. We don't need this independent company coming in and doing our thing said taxi company who police had their hand in their pocket or said 
you know, tow truck company or whatever, right? So Uber was like, hey, ride sharing reduces DUI slash DWI, like like driving deaths, by almost 10%. It was 6% in the very first year. Okay, is that what it is, 6 In the second year of Uber is up to 10%. There you go. And now it's been over 10% every year. Every year. Yeah. From where it was pre-2014. Yes. And that's the thing to me that is like so a staggering, where it's like if it's Uber or Lyft or you pick your ride-sharing service, I don't care. But I'm telling you what the NFL needs to have, what the Raiders need to have, what the NFLPA needs to have is someone there to keep an eye on you. Well, Vital, you'll know this. What was the name of the wide receiver kid from Oklahoma State who played for the Cowboys? Oh, uh, the guy who the, it wasn't a catch, Dez. Dez Bryant? Yeah. Is that what it was? Not yeah. Dez Bryant. Hey, you went to Oklahoma you mean Des, State. Are you talking about having having handlers? Yeah, having yeah, yeah. Des Bryant. Right, that was had, Des Bryant. Des Bryant had handlers for a long time. I mean, you have to, at some sense, have that. Or maybe with your guys, like you put in like a clause where it's like, like we. This is going to sound so big, brother. So, I, and I'm kind of super up at this because I just said earlier in the broadcast I go Republican to Democrat every other election, but really I sit like super libertarian and kind of hate all ideas of big brother, but like. When you have this much money and this much responsibility and this much clout, you almost have to have, like, a constant overseeing. Like, you have to have, like, a presence from the team or the PA or the league that is, like, you're not about to make the best decision because this kind of stuff happens. And this is unique to any other industry because you don't get a job here at Cumulus making Cumulus rates and then go do this stuff. Although, I mean, everyone, not everyone, but... and. It's unfortunate for so many reasons, but if you're a coach, you're like, this is your bye week. Go out and have a good time. Relax. See your friends and family. This is what the bye week's for. One thing I guarantee they did not say is get intoxicated and get behind the wheel of a vehicle. Like, there's no way. You 100% know that anybody in his circle professionally, especially from the NFL or the Raiders, were saying, if you go out Get a ride. Stay safe. This isn't just, though, for professional. This is for everyone. Everyone. We just ran a super successful Halloween campaign here at Cumulus. We have a way out. I don't know if this is public or not. Oh, whatever. Inside baseball for the friend of this show. You're very fortunate. We had 1,000 Uber codes to give away that saved you $10 on an Uber. They were all gone Friday. All gone. Like, that's, like, take advantage of that. Yeah. Be safe. Get home. Do you know what an Uber ride is from downtown to your home? It's not twenty dollars. It's less than twenty dollars. And if you're like listening to this and you know me in a regular walk of life, just call your boy. We got you. Uh, we'll figure it out. I'll Uber for you. Dante Stallworth, former Saints wide receiver. Uh, Thank you. Uh, there it is. Research. That's I tell you what, best in the business. Kyle Tucker makes a diving catch for out number one. I missed the first pitch. Robs a bullet from Eddie Rosario. <laughs> Still on fire, Eddie Rosario. A lot of orange in the stands there, Van. Astro fans show up, and they are loud. I didn't see if the roof is closed or open, but I'm assuming if it's up to them, the roof is closed tonight, and this place is going to get burnt down. Well, I'm telling you from the lighting on the field, it's closed. Looks like it. Yeah. That was a slicer, too, because that was a little inside-out boy because Rosario, he's a right-handed batter, so when you go opposite field with it, it's going to slice away towards the foul line, and Duvall 
got it with all lengths of his body. How do you feel and about if he misses that? He's got a stand up triple too. Yeah, that was a a risky dive in that situation. Because it's going to get into the corner there, and then it's going to do a little. It's going to do a little ping pong action around in that corner, bounce around for five minutes. Big play for the Braves gives him a little confidence. Let's grab a break. We'll get back more sports talk and obviously baseball analysis. Oh, do not throw a pitch right there. He just grooved one middle-middle to a power hitter. Van Nunley. Don't we'll, throw that ball to a professional hitter. We'll, Good Lord. We'll riff track as I bring you Sports Talk Radio. Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the John Lopez Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion, and we're on Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program. Luis Garcia looking like the good Luis Garcia at the top of the first. One, two, three innings, setting the Braves down in order. Shortest starter in Major League Baseball, Jose Altuve, leads off for the Astros with a 2-0 count. Uh, that's Jose? I thought that was Simone Biles. Same. It's interesting to me to watch a game with someone who's such a fan of – that's a he play beat that up out. the middle. As Altuve beats out a slow roller to the left-hand side that the shortstop got there with ease but just didn't have the arm. Super soft. The only thing dumber than Altuve getting that hit, that hit is the NFL trade deadline. You're not a fan. It's a waste of resources. See, I, I'm a little bit below that because it never, ever lives up to the hype. Vital. Can can you think of a year that the NFL trade deadline lived up to the hype? I can't think of one. I can tell you the one. What is it? I'm going to let go by Talgo first. Yeah, I can't remember offhand. It was. Are you ready for this? Hit me. I want to get the year right so I'm not screwing this up. Because if I screw this up, someone would be like, you didn't get the year right. Okay? So it was 2004. Okay. And Clinton Portis was traded straight up to the Washington football team, then still racist, for Champ Bailey to Denver. That is the only one ever. That is a big one. I, and I, yeah, legit, that is. I legit forgot about that one. That's it. They but, stop after that. But there's never, it's never, like, I mean, Von Miller's kind of a big deal. That's a big deal. He's oh, a yeah, big. That is. He's a big name. What defensive player of the year? Over what hundred sacks? Super Bowl MVP. He's the active leader in sacks. What are you going on about right now? Are you going on about winning games? So here's the thing. The reason I think Von Miller is a good get is off the field stuff. Being a leader in the locker room, being able to read offenses and predict what's coming, and be a player coach to your team, that's just as much as his on-the-field contributions because, let's be honest, Von Miller isn't Von Miller. When you think of Von Miller, like Super Bowl champion Von Miller, gets a couple sacks a game Von Miller, like he's not that guy anymore. But he's still a great contributor, and they got him for free. A second and a third rounder, and they get him for free. The Broncos are paying all that money. He's the Rams get him for free. Get what? What do they get? Von Miller. That's that's. Literally... Did you not listen to anything I just said? 
Van Allen. <laughs> Von Miller is a weak side linebacker. Who cares? Uh, the Los Angeles Rams. No, they don't. Because yeah. here's what they have. They got the priorities all mixed up. Because they got a number five wide receiver that should be a number three wide receiver on a lot of other teams. By the way, Max Freed needs some pitcher fielding practice worse than anyone who's ever played the game. <laughs> I think he just missed the base and let Uncle Mike on for free right now. So two, My- Michael what did Br- he do there? Two on, nobody out. Are they going to challenge it? Well, they can't. Because he didn't get him out. So it's a slow roller to the right. So, by the way, Freed's dialed in. He's okay, only that was reviewable. He's only – well, it could be if you wanted to, but there's no reason to because you look at it first. Okay, Freddie Freeman to Max Freed. Unless he just didn't get him. There's no other phrasing. He just it. didn't touch the – Oh, and he took the cleat into oh. the – Oh. Oh, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. So as Freed goes into first base, he doesn't quite get there, but he's up the line and, as and, the base runner runs. And hold on. And Brantley comes down, metal spikes. Hold the phone. Michael Brantley doesn't touch the base. He steps on Freed's ankle as oh, Freed. you're kidding. No. Max, Max Freed tries to touch the base, but his foot is short. That's why Michael Brantley was called safe. And, and then, But Brantley steps on his ankle and then steps over the base. Brantley doesn't even touch the base. And Freed falls through, and his glove hand hits the base. So should that be an out? I'm not terribly sure. They're should not reviewing an out. it. And also, that was like a scene. When they put it in slow motion, that was like a scene from Saw. It was gross. Because when the cleat came down on the outside of the ankle, like that makes my little that makes my bellers hurt. I don't like that. You go, oh, you got a little itchies in your tum tum. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. So, you want some tums so for your tum tum? Freed, who is a child, when it comes to pitchers fielding practice, <laughs> falls. And by the way, Freddie Freeman did it the right way. Freddie Freeman. So Max Freed, as he's running towards the base, he looks like a baby giraffe. Maxwell, who just learned how to walk. I'm afraid of full speed Freed. Doesn't know how to cover first. So neither of them legit touch the base. No, so Freed touches it with the glove afterwards, okay. though. So hold on, watch. So the follow-through is... He's fallen down. Well, they don't show it to you on that replay. Swoops. Should be an out. Get ready for the bloody sock, Kurt Schilling. It's Kurt Schilling 2.0 on this game. Yeah, or the Astros score seven runs in this inning. Just light them up. Also, he, he would be out, though, right? You would I mean, just look. Well, the next pitch is I off have, now. I have no idea on that ruling because he stepped on his foot. His He was impeding the bag. I'm assuming that's why he's going to remain safe because his foot being in front of the bag is impeding the base runner's progress. How does That's my assumption. How does old lead foot Jose Altuve not make it over to third on that? He's worried about Max Freed because he's a really super nice guy. If he had, if if Altuve wasn't watching WW, I put in a scorebook a lot, and he slid into second, believing there was going to be a double play ball from Freddie Freeman. Okay, I'll buy that. That's what it has to be, right? He's impeding the the base the the runner's path yeah. by having his foot there. Maybe because his he wasn't touching the if his foot was touching the bag, it's an out if, obviously. Well, and it doesn't matter if he's impeding the direction of the runner. Because he touched the bag for an out. What we don't have is Tim McCarver here to tell us about an instance when this happened before. <laughs> and, and we have the game on mute, so we have no idea what they're saying right no. now. And it's probably been explained very multiple times. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. If you under <laughs> if you understand that call, and you got it down to a science, any uh, former um, 
Like official. Yeah, give me an official. Yeah, like a patched official. If you're a zebra, if you're a blue, if you're a line judge, anything. If you just own a whistle. Give us a call. The NFL, the NFL trade line comes and goes. And before the NFL trade line, there's all these, like, what, fantasy bookings? I don't know what to say. Like, what, what would you, how would you describe them? Fan fiction sure. of what should happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it fills up your ESPN and it fills up your Fox Sports One and it fills up your national syndicated radio because if you listen to national syndicated sports talk radio, you never really get anything of substance. You just nothing. Get, nothing. Nothing. Allen Robinson didn't move. Brandon Cooks didn't move. The, Odell Beckham Jr. didn't move. The quarterback in Texas that's Melvin, supposed to have been traded 10 times already. Sean Watson didn't move. You know what you get? Melvin Gordon didn't move. Jets trade for Laurent Dunervay Tardif. What? Which that was a very smart trade on their part. Why are you saying this? Because not only do they get a very good lineman, they get a doctor. So I don't know if you know Laurent Duvernay Tardif. I do know the story of how he uh, chose to not play NFL and chose to to play doctor. That's a very smart trade. You get a lineman and a doctor. You get a two-for-one going to save on the overhead tremendously yeah and you get to fire your doctor and one of your offensive linemen you double costs here it's very smart jet fans is like we're gonna miss dan brown and like who tight end i think he i I think he was definitely in on kick protection on extra points probably so just so bogus it's the dumbest thing of all time and so vaughn miller who by the way got a strikeout and a ground out Runners on second and third, two out in the Astros' bottom of the first. La Pina, Yuli Gurriel up to the plate with a chance to put the Astros up early. That's one of the coolest names, La Pina. Von Miller is no Joseph Gordon-Levitt when it comes to glasses, and I need him to stop pretending. Well, because he got LASIK years ago. There's no lenses in those glasses. Is that real? I don't know. How would I know that? I'm just saying there are guys who, like are going for a look that's not their look, and Von Miller is that guy. Yeah, yeah trying too hard. But that kind of effort is what made him a, an excellent defensive player of the year. No. <laughs> you don't think uh, his reaching for high fashion is, a, is an echo of his effort on the field? No. Really? I think they go hand in hand. I think... He's trying to be Zoe de Chanel, and I don't think he's pulling it off, is what I'm saying. Well, he doesn't wear the pointy glasses because Zoe de Chanel just looks like every librarian from a black and white movie. All right, I'll buy that. I'll buy that reference. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the John Lopez Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. The Braves get out of it in the bottom of the first as the Astros do nothing from the plate. Here's my surprised face. We're on Team I-9, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Austin Riley leads off the top of the second. And he has to wait a couple extra seconds as Garcia does his wind-up, 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 and the pitch. And the whiff for strike three. He looks like me when I'm pitching wiffle ball. No, that's like you doing an exaggerated impression of the first time you ever saw someone throw a baseball. You're like a little kid who watched baseball for the first time. (laughs) You're like, hey, Johnny, show me what he just did. And then you do that. If you were, if this was like an old timey black and white, like no audio, like 
complete pantomiming, like overacting, upstaging situation. You're like, what is this guy's name? <laughs> Old Rubber Knees Garcia. Why does he keep doing this? Two twist, Timmy throws hard. And you're like, that's just a lot of T's. That's too many T's. It's just alliteration. <clears throat> I'm into it. Riley went down. Duvall steps up to the bat. Van, you were telling me about a story that you saw over the weekend. Yes. So high school quarterback Justin Martin. Who? Exactly. He's a senior at Inglewood High School. Uh, I know about Inglewood. Always up to no good. Yeah. Putting Inglewood up on the map. Yep. By the way, if you're at Manal in the inner, in the highway today, watch out. Watch out. Yeah. Yeah. A ragtag group of kids are going to try to kill a vampire in that area, apparently. I don't know. You're talking about Lost Boys? Yeah, I'm talking about Lost Boys. Okay. High school quarterback Justin Martin throws 13. Teen touchdown passes in a single game during, season. Season. during no listen during his team's one hundred and six to nothing win. Shut up. One hundred and six to nothing. This isn't some like after school like teach kids a lesson lifetime series. This just happened this past weekend. That's four touchdowns this a quarter. Inglewood High School demolished oh i lost the name of the other team does it matter morningside la morningside so i don't know what these morningside kids did to deserve this but whatever they did to inglewood was bad i don't know if these guys got like an ongoing biggie tupac beef like going on for years but Morningside just got murdered by Inglewood. Oh. Jock Peterson pops up to shallow left, third out. Braves are out of the top of the first. Morningside High School is also a public high school in Inglewood, California. It's the second largest high school after Inglewood proper. So this is a rivalry game. Oh, my God. Well, hey, 13 touchdowns. You might think that's a record. It is not. The record is 15 touchdown passes in 1921. I didn't even know they had the forward pass in 1921. I'm not going to lie. I thought they only ran the ball in like leather helmets in 1921. Here is a funny shout out that I'm going to appreciate. I don't know if anyone else will. Okay. Famed Morningside alum. Vicky Lawrence from Mama's Family. Get out. Yes. Get out. Love it. Okay. I'm a big Vicky Lawrence mark. Why wouldn't you be? Touche. Yeah. Hey, Vital. Inglewood was criticized by Morningside coach Brian Collins after the team opted for a two-point conversion while they were up 104 to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they we'll last... do some about it. Stop them. Yeah, stop them then, coach. You don't like it. They went for they went for two when they were up a hundred and four to nothing. I'd ram it down their throat too. Oh my god, Mama! Also, Vicky Lawrence started on the Carol Burnett show. I don't know if you guys know that. It's a big Carol Burnett guy. Yeah, for sure. The game was obviously never close. 
right? Well, it started off close. The game, it started, <laughs> the first few seconds of the game, it was anybody's. The game was obviously never close. But at the halftime score was 86 to nothing. They were on pace for 172 points. They scored 106, and that's them taking it easy on them in the second half. 86 nothing in the first half. Can you easily look up who coaches Inglewood? Is that, like, available to you? Um, it's about to be. Also, you don't know this. Garth Brooks's alternate personality, Chris Gaines. Says, says that he graduated from Inglewood? Was claimed to have been from Morningside High School in Inglewood, California. Friggin' sweet. That's why they deserve it. <laughs> also, the 1993 documentary Hardwood Dreams, narrated by Wesley Snipes, was based on the fighting Morningside High Schoolers. Hey. Monday morning, USA Today. Monday morning. Inglewood High School principal, Deborah Tate, apologizes for the 106 to nothing win. We did not conduct ourselves with sportsmanship and integrity, and the final score was unacceptable. Coach Milvon James oh, okay. I can already tell has also offered his apologies to the Morningside High School football program and the larger school community. Well, I can tell you this right now, because you know how like these high schools are. That lady principal and that fella high school coach, you know they got a little extra marital outs, like going on. Like she just she wanted this opportunity to run him through the mud. Congratulations, UCLA Bruins. That's your quarterback next year, Justin Martin. Keep a, keep an eye out on this hey, guy. Hey, you better not have recruited anyone from Morningside. That'd be hilarious. Because they're a bunch of losers, apparently. Why would you herald your alternative singing persona, Chris Gaines, as being from this specific loser high school? Where's Garth Brooks actually from? Georgia? Like proper proper? Yeah. Um, no. So he's from Tulsa originally. Like born in Tulsa? Why do I know this? Because you're a <laughs> Garth Brooks dork. Yeah, he's born in Tulsa. Not like Trisha Yearwood may be from. So he's just Morningside High School. So Trisha's from Georgia. That's where you were getting that. Oh, always. I always get that confused. Maybe he heard it on like Say by the Bell or something. He thought that was like a cool thing. He threw javelin. Garth Brooks threw javelin at Oklahoma State University. Did you know that? Tina Thompson, one of the most talented weirdos in the history of the world, was also a college athlete. Tina Thompson, former USC standout WNBA professional and 2008 Olympic gold medalist, four-time WNBA champion and nine-time All-Star from Morningside. That's cool. Byron Scott, your boy who got beat up by a – he was the coach of the Lakers for like five minutes. The guy from the weekend basketball show? All right, so actually, like all joking aside. Alex Bregman, batting in the seventh hole, flies out to right fielder Jock Peterson for the second out of the inning. No action going. After a rough start for Max Freed, 
sitting everybody down in order. Watch out. Did anyone cool come from your high school? Because Morningside is actually kind of living up to the hype right now. Well, let's look at Inglewood now. Sonny Bono is from Inglewood. Jim Photoglow, who's a songwriter. Oh, I got the winner out of all of them. Go ahead. Gangster rapper Mac 10 is from Inglewood High. Who is that? Mac 10? No, I don't know. From Westside Connection, Mac 10? Why are you just saying, in, like, these words aren't connected? So apparently, Jim Photoglow. Hey, hey, never mind. Paul Pierce. Strong. Paul Pierce is from Inglewood. Reggie Theus as well. So this is this is a beef that goes pretty far back. Jim wrote songs for Garth Brooks, and he actually was from Morningside, which now creates the connection on why Garth Brooks would have created a fictional persona that was also from Morningside because he learned he yearned secret, secretly. To be Jim Photoglow. So there you go. Learned a lot today. Inglewood is up to no good, and Morningside is for the arts. Okay. Okay. There you go. Now you know. Today's varsity, when we get back, is the varsity of half-assed holidays. (laughs) Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the John Lopez Caldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Welcome back to the program. We are only 11 short minutes away from Mike Trujillo and true to the game where he's going to give you updates throughout the baseball game and updates on the stadium, I'm sure. Big thank you to all the callers today. Thank you to friend of the show, David Carl, who called in. We talked stadium briefly. Thank you to Lenny. Thank you to John. Thank you to Vincent and Craig and Howard and Carl and the mailman. Some passionate callers today. It's I noticed a lot that, of love and hate for Alex Bregman today. Well, for you actually, like you heard the Alex Bregman stuff, and that's what you're retaining. But there were a lot of subtle mentions at how people don't care for you. Oh yeah, yeah. There's always that. That's always an underlying tone, at least in our industry. Yeah, yeah. I become immune to it because of you know the words of my father. Like that's the only one that really matters. When I get his disdain and hate, like that's that's the only one that registers anymore. Today's I-9 Varsity is the varsity of <laughs> half-assed holidays. Connect with I-9 at League Office 280 and i9sports.com. And, I mean, call them on the cell phone as well, 505-312-4999. So this came up because you said that voting should be a national holiday. Correct. And you suggest we should get rid of a different holiday. Because there's a lot of dumb holidays. There's a, okay. Did you have one in mind specifically when you brought up that example? Well, okay, before it was changed to Indigenous Peoples Day, like there was some buzz about changing Columbus Day and moving it to Election Day. Okay. And instead of Columbus Day, the day off every year, you get Election Day off every year. Okay. Whether there's an election or not. So I thought Columbus Day should have been Election Day, but now it's Indigenous Peoples Day. And good job on Columbus's marketing people. Because he wasn't even close to being the first one to discover America. Like, Leif Erikson, the friggin' Viking and fellow ginger, which I'm rooting for, obviously. Leif Erikson discovered the Americas like 500. 500 what? Years before. Oh, okay. What do you think? I was like, minutes? I don't know. Yeah, like 500 years before Columbus, Leif Erikson discovered, air, air quotes, discovered America. So Columbus Day is stupid. That was always stupid. Good riddance, Columbus. 
I got mine. Are you ready? Hit me. I'm going to lead with National Corn Chip Day is a stupid holiday. Okay. It's January 29th. All right. And everyone knows that January 29th is when the Royal Rumble is. Okay. So if you just change National Corn Chip Day to the Royal Rumble Day, then many more people would be in a position to successfully celebrate all 30 WWE contestants as they enter the ring for a chance to win a shot at the championship belt at WrestleMania. That's a big deal. Thank you. Quit taking away from that day. Yes. I get it now. Your turn. And I love America. All right. I love everything to do. I'm a, I'm a patriot. You said that from 16 to 20. I remember you saying that. Yes, I'm a patriot. Fly ball in the air. Does it have enough juice? It does not. Danby Swanson with warning track power. Two outs, top of the third, one man on for the Braves. Can of national corn chip. Okay, day. I love our flag. I love our national anthem, but yes. we don't need a flag day. Oh, that's, yeah, it's dumb. It's enough. Every day is flag day. Sure. We hear God bless America almost every day. Mm-hmm. Salute the flag every day. I see flags everywhere around town. Our flag gets enough respect, all right? Regularly. We don't need an extra flag day. It's getting too much. You need to chill out. It's getting culty. You need to stop it with the flag stuff. April 23rd is National Chocolate Moose Day. Okay. And I think that one's got to go. Because everyone knows that April 3rd is WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah. Okay, all right. So what you need to do is you need to change April 3rd to National WrestleMania, WrestleMania Day. Day. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I got you. I got you. All right, here's another one. Okay. All right, Father's Day. Oh, yeah. All right, that's dumb. Yeah, you get every, you get every Sunday already. Look, I love I love my you get every Sunday in the fall. <laughs> I love my father and I love being a father. I consider myself to be an excellent father. I would say I would consider you to be a father. But Father's Day is dumb. You fire off your yogurt cannon for 30 seconds and then 9 months later you think you're some kind of hero? No. All right? You made the baby. Now do your job. Just do your job. You shouldn't be celebrated for doing your job. July 30th is National Cheesecake Day. And I think it goes without saying that's one of the dumbest days when it could easily be replaced with National Summer Slam Day. Because if John Cena is going to have his last hurrah of the summer every summer for the remaining years of eternity... You need to have that celebrated as a national holiday. So July 30th, National Cheesecake Day, needs to go, and it needs to be National Summer Slam Day. Summer Slam Day. Yeah. Okay, National Summer Slam Day. This is not a paid advertisement from the WWE, by the way. This is, this is a, uniquely, originally yours, and this is not a living paid advertisement. No, I'm in no way being monetarily reimbursed for this. No, this is yeah. all in your cognition. You are not swayed one way or another no. for this segment. Thank God it only happens one time in real life. Okay. Birthdays. Groundhog Day. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like how long when did you really believe that seeing some stupid rodent shadow was gonna lead to changing the weather? I'm more of an opossum fan, and we've had this talk because I've always been pro-marsupial, and if you catch me at any point in my life outside of radio, I kind of go into a little rant about it. But I agree with you. Groundhogs, they don't even stand in the shadow of opossum. They're, yes, they're not even the best large rodent. No. 
like raccoons. Okay, tomorrow on the I-9 Varsity is going to be the varsity of large rodents. Yes. I'm and guess who's not on it? Stupid groundhogs. Also, I will not be here tomorrow. Sitting in for me is Robert Gibson, a uh, friend of the show. What a treat. Who is very funny. All right. And by the way, February is already Black History Month. Sure. And they got cheated on the month that got chosen. It's the shortest month I'm already. Not, Don't take away from Black History Month. With Groundhog Day. I'm not, it's too much already. I'm not willing to go into your month's Save high it. rate again. Puxatani sucks, November dude. 26th is National Cake Day, and that is stupid. It should be National Survivor Series Day. Everyone talks about that. Oh, okay. Had a good program today. Good one, buddy. You got any final words, Van, before we turn it over to Mike Trujillo and to, True to the Game? Too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.